All right, hey everybody, and welcome back to the Art of Hospitality. I'm joined today, as always, by Scott and Adam, but we've got a new guest here joining us today. So, Brooke, we'll get to you in a second, but let me first ask Scott and Adam, how are you both, gentlemen? Oh, listen, I'm good on this side. This is a lot for me. So I just finished a Facebook Live with our clients. I went live on our Facebook page today with our clients and we broke Facebook Live, but it was awesome. It was great to connect with the clients. And now we're on to this, which I enjoy every week. Oh, gotcha. that's awesome. So uh, yeah, yeah on my man. side, Conrad, this has quickly become, I think, my favorite part of the week. And I'm surprised to say that. I love creating content. I've always loved listening to podcasts, but uh, recording podcasts, I'm pleasantly surprised, is pretty enjoyable. It probably has a lot to do with the group that I'm doing with. So thanks to you guys for being here. Awesome. Yeah, great to be with you guys as always. And like we said a second ago, Brooke has joined us today. Now, I think some people listening and things like that know Brooke, but Brooke, we're going to do an icebreaker to get you going. We did this back on, I believe it was episode one after the pilot. We asked a question of Scott and Adams, and now you, as the first guest, get the same question, which is what song describes you and why? Oh, I love this one. Yes, so I'm a listener, so I knew this was coming. So I thought about it real quick. And there's a song called I Get Knocked Down, But I Get Up Again by Chumbawamba. So I'm going way back. And a buddy Not of mine, where I thought you were going with this, but I know it's a little outlier, but a buddy of mine used to play rugby. And I remember he said that was his theme song for his rugby team. And I said, you know what? I think that actually symbolizes me because I keep on freaking getting knocked down, but I keep on, I'm scrappy. I'm gritty. I keep popping back up and that's whack-a-mole. They can't keep me down. Right on. Yeah. The nineties grunge is just not where I thought you were going to go with it, but you know what? I dig it. It's good to, it's good to get a response that you didn't exactly expect. Awesome stuff there. Is that, did Adam and Scott, did you guys know about that? Adam, I guess I'll go to you. I did not, but I love the selection. I, one of my songs that I shared was it was a nineties grunge as well. So I'm a huge fan. I can remember my days at UMass listening to Chumbawamba. So thanks for the throwback. (laughs) I thought about playing it as I walked on, kind of like my walk on song. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll keep that in mind. It's you pumped up. I can almost guarantee that tonight by, I'll say 7.30, my wife will be singing that song because I'm definitely singing it tonight. So it's going to happen. It's one of those songs you just can't get out of your head once you hear it. It's got that rhythmic kind of beat. You guys have, uh, Scott, you have a HomePod or like an Alexa or something at home. If we so, do, like, as yeah. soon as you walk in the door, just hit it with that. Hit it with that. Hey, Siri. That's <laughs> Good right then. Right, I shouldn't have said that because my phone just activated. But anywho, all good. Lo- love to hear the song. Let's dive into kind of the rest of the episode. And I think some people listening and things like that know Brooke, but we have a different direction that we're going to go to. So the title of today's episode is Venturi and Travel Advantage Network, how we got here and what's ahead. So there's a background, I think, that needs to be laid for maybe people that don't know all the facts of the story. I feel like I know a good amount of it, but I don't know everything. So there's things that I'm sure I'm going to learn today, even though I've worked with everyone here for some time. Scott, let's go to you first. Why Brooke? We could have picked a lot of guests. So why did we pick him as the first one? Yeah. So Adam and I, we talk about Brooke pretty often, both right here on the podcast and on LinkedIn. So it seemed like a great plan to have him start. It's a long history with Brooke and Tan, right? And ultimately Brooke and I, and I talked a little bit about this on the last episode. Number one, Brooke, I may have said that you, I may have said that you sandbagged on, in your book, because what I said is you actually had more than 500 properties because you had a hundred that were for Tan alone. But anyway, so that's out in the world now. But the other part is Brooke and I are very close. So we just missed working with each other, but ultimately Brooke has became a soundboard for me. And again, I talked a little bit about this in the last episode where when I start facing anything that I'm trying to work on and it gets where I'm trying to make a decision, usually Brooke is top three people that I call right in Casago. He was, he was call number one and, and we all see how that went. So he knows us well. He knows the business well. He's a guy that I lean on very often and very appreciative for the relationship with him. It was only fitting that he's the guy on with us. Appreciate that. Makes sense. 
Yeah, good choices. Yeah, don't worry, Brooke. We'll knock you down a few pegs as we go along. Here. <laughs> um, I'm sure. <laughs> no, I'm just I joke around, of course. All right, let's kind of dive in the next piece there. So yeah, we talked. We've gone through some of the history, or we haven't gone through some of the history. Let's talk about that for a second, Brooke. Tell us a little bit about the history that maybe Scott's referring to a little bit. The history of Vantage, and then the history with Tan, kind of the connection between those two pieces, and how did those two pieces together specifically help you in the zero to five hundred story that we all know at this point about the growth of that company. Yeah, so I'll go a little bit further back. Back in 2007, I was actually in mortgage banking. And if everyone remembers what happened in 2007, we had this mortgage meltdown. And I was in a group called YPO, Young Presidents Organization. And a gentleman named Brad Callahan was in my YPO group. And he, he came to me and said, he said, hey, Brooke, I'm reading the same headlines you're reading. The mortgage business isn't getting any better. I've had this idea for five years to start a vacation rental company. I've just been waiting for the right guy to run it for me. He's, I'll put all the money into it. You can be my business partner, be the president and CEO, and let's go build something that's never been done before. And that was uh, October of 2007. We launched Vantage Resort Realty in, in Ocean City, Maryland. And I told Brad, I jokingly said, I said, Brad, you realize I know nothing about short-term vacation rentals. I know nothing about Ocean City other than the fact that I had stayed in a couple of vacation rentals down there a couple of times. And he's like, that's all right, Brooke, you're an entrepreneur, you'll figure it out. So we, that was the kind of the launch of Vantage. And uh, so every Monday I would drive down to Ocean City and just talk to anybody that was stupid enough to listen to me about the idea of building this vacation rental company that was a little bit different. But what really was the catalyst and really what jump-started us, where I wasn't as concerned if I was just starting completely fresh, is I had a customer. I had a customer with a lot of money that wanted to rent a lot of units, a lot of properties in Ocean City, Maryland. So if you think about it, it's a marketplace. I had the hard part, right? I had the customer with the money and that's TAN, Travel Advantage Network. And Brad came to me and said, hey, we want to lease a couple hundred properties, as many as you can get us in Ocean City. That's what we did and that's how we launched it. And we leveraged the, you know, what I coined as the guaranteed rental income program. And we just canvassed probably every single condo owner in the Ocean City market for for about five years and, you know, until they finally signed up with us or at least called and it ended up becoming, if it wasn't a right fit for them, they at least called and I had the opportunity to chat with them and I could pitch them on our nightly rental program, our weekly rental program and all the unique kind of benefits that we created with that. And I'm happy to dive into some of those unique benefits and things we did a little bit different than some of the other companies were doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good overview, but Conrad, yeah, Adam, go me, ahead. I think you have some me, layers that in. Yeah, let me jump in on a couple points there. First of all, I think it's amazing to hear these stories. Brooks talking about a story back in 2008 where he introduced, in a company with Brad, introduced a totally new business model into the vacation rental space. And it worked tremendously well. For five years, they grew to 500 properties. Yet somehow, that model went under the radar for the entire vacation rental industry. Nobody talked about it. Nobody knew about it. I became aware of it, as we've talked about in the past, because I started working with, with Scott and the team with Point Central and Breezeway. So my eyes started to get open to it. But it's amazing that such a strong business model can go unnoticed for such a long time. And it's a credit, honestly, to, to Brooke and Scott and Brad for doing that, because I think that was the goal was to stay behind the scenes and be that company that people don't know about. But it also shows the opportunity because now we're at a point where we want the industry to understand this. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing is to expose this. So one, kudos to Brooke and to Brad to see this opportunity. But one on the second side of that is, is to actually execute on that. The other thing I'll mention is I just coincidentally was in the same marketing space as Brooke was at this time. In 2008 through 2012, I was director of marketing for a company here in the Outer Banks, managed about 350 homes. And I can, without a doubt, confirm that 
trying to attract new inventory. So going after new homeowners to add to your portfolio is by far the hardest thing for vacation rental managers and vacation rental marketing teams to do because there's no good way to do it. We're still doing things the same way that we've done for a long time. Direct mail continues to be the most effective approach. And it's crazy to say that, but it is. It's the most effective approach. The challenge is how do you stand out from everybody else that's doing the same thing? Everybody's sending postcards. How do you make sure that people are reading yours and actually executing in that? In 2008, it was the Wild West. We were all just sending a bunch of postcards to people that had tax records. That was basically the whole premise of the marketing plan. There are two really significant differences in today's marketing world than we had advantage to see last in 2008. And one of those is what Brooke has grown since then, right? It's Ventori. It's having a purpose-built CRM that is specifically designed for vacation rental managers to help with the marketing side, help with the tracking, help with the follow-up, help with the sales side. There was nothing even remotely close to that. We had almost zero tracking back in 2008. The other part of that is the piece that Brooke just mentioned is that guaranteed rent. And while it went unnoticed and went under the radar back in 2008, and kudos to Brooke for executing, we are ready to now introduce that to the rest of the industry. We want to make sure that everybody recognizes the value of what this guaranteed rent marketing does. It completely changes the landscape on marketing. If everybody's sending postcards, but now your postcard says guaranteed rent, the odds are that yours is going to get the phone call. Just to recap there, a couple of good notes. One, amazing to see this business model go unnoticed for so long. I'm excited to be a part of introducing it to the industry. And two, combining Vintori plus that guaranteed rent, it's an immediate opportunity to differentiate from the rest of the market. One thing that we've talked to a lot about in the past on the Venturi side of things is just the offer. Like you were saying a second ago, the difference too, I would imagine between 08 and today is the volume of postcards that these folks receive. Now they get postcards from national players in the market. We can name them if necessary, but I think everyone <laughs> listening knows who those might be. And then of course, there's more regional players today than there was before then too. So maybe back in when you were doing those kind of projects in your past, Adam, maybe there's a dozen companies in the Outer Banks that had that level of sophistication. Today, that number could be like 50 or 100 people all would love to manage that person's property. And the long tail of managers, I think, has gotten a lot deeper. That's what I've noticed from 2013 to today. So I'm sure it's been the same from 08 on. Yeah, for sure. So that's a good kind of, yeah, that's a good segue, Adam. Before we talk about like the overall value, let's go through the business models just with a little bit more detail. You've said guaranteed rent. I think some people listening know what that means when tails guaranteed rent and tan, but just give us a quick refresher, bring us up to speed on what exactly that means, the guaranteed rent program, the tan offer that you can make as these managers, and then how RevBoost plays into that. Yeah, sure. So just quick plug on episode four. It's where Scott and I went into pretty good detail around the business model for Travel Advantage Network, what we refer to as TAN and Red Boost Collective. So to differentiate those two, Travel Advantage Network is a vacation club. We've got 80,000 guests that pay to be a part of this club. They pay an annual fee to be a part of the club. Our job is to provide them with great vacation rental experiences, new inventory, new locations, great pricing. Our job is to make sure that they are engaged travelers and see value in that club. RevBoost Collective is a group of vacation rental managers that we're bringing together. And just as a quick plug, we're starting with the Venturi clientele, and we'll talk about this a little further. But RevBoost Collective is this group of vacation rental partners that we're bringing together to leverage the TAN model. So we're starting to build a partner in just about every vacation rental market out there where one, we can start to take over some of their inventory to start to feed the needs of the club. And two, we can start to leverage that guaranteed marketing that we were just talking about. 
Perfect. I think that's a good summary. Now, Brooke, let me go back your direction with Venturi. Again, I think some folks listening know about Venturi and the model, and Adam touched on it a second ago. It's a CRM. It builds a lot of features in there. Now, I know all the nuts and bolts, but could you give us an overview of how the Venturi model would play into what Adam just highlighted with the TAN model and how they really are peanut butter and jelly in, in some sense of the word? Yeah. Yeah. First off, again, so Venturi, we're a little bit more than just a CRM, right? We are an entire sales and marketing platform to do one thing and one thing only, and that's help professional short-term vacation rental managers grow their inventory. So it's it starts with data. We're building the largest database of vacation rental homeowners on the planet, and then we run marketing campaigns on behalf of our partners. So this is, we like to call it the omni-channel approach. So it's things like direct mail, it's things like digital marketing, it's things like email, it's things like running PPC and doing list-based retargeting through social like Facebook and Instagram, and then a lot of that other stuff. But then once somebody does raise their hand, and they identify that they're interested, then obviously our CRM and marketing automation helps nurture them all the way through the system. And it doesn't matter if it's an immediate close or long-term nurturing type sequences. And we have integrations with like text messaging and things like that, and like integrations with OcuSign and so on. But I look at it from our clients are joining Vintory because they wanna grow their inventory. And obviously Vintory is the best growth system specifically designed for professional short-term vacation rental managers. And as I mentioned in my book, From Zero to 500 Properties in Five Years, and as Adam and Scott have discussed, combining the strength of inventory system with you tap into that guaranteed rent marketing really gives our clients an edge that they couldn't find anywhere else. So it's like the growth system and the growth engine, if you will. It's like driving a Ferrari with uh, you fill it with uh, jet fuel. Yeah, no, I think you did a good job of highlighting every piece of it because it really is a comprehensive. And so I think the folks checking that out, and I think if they go to venturi.com slash book, maybe they can download that book. And we'll put a link in the show notes too. I think people can check sure that can. out because there's a lot there that lays over what we're talking about here today. I think that's a good, that's a good plug and people should be consuming that so they can help it. Now we haven't gone over yet to, to you, Scott. I think you're kind of the the next piece of the puzzle here. So how did the TAN and Vittori collaboration begin? That kind of brings us up a little bit more up to date of where we are now. And what's the value of that partnership? Adam touched on it, but could you give us a little bit more detail about the partnership? Yeah, for sure. So Brooke and I really were brought back together when Brad asked me to go do what Brooke did. So we were starting a short-term rental company down in South Carolina. Brooke was just getting his legs under him with Vintory and he was call number one, right? And basically it was, hey, go do what Brooke did. So no better guy to call than Brooke, right? We started, we got going and then a small thing called COVID happened and it, that we decided we would take a pause on that side of the business. But ultimately it's the perfect partnership for us. Huge alignment. And Adam talked about it. The more inventory we have, the better our client base performs, the better our client base performs, the longer longevity. So we're very aligned with Brooke. And again, he's the one that put this to work. And Brooke doesn't take credit for it again. Like he, outside of the 500 properties he had in retail, he had 110. But he also brought this model down to Pirates Cove down in Outer Banks. And we kept them in, uh, as a partner for 10 years. It, so Brooke is a guy that I knew and I know understands it. And I've got a lot of pride in working with Brooke. I enjoy Brooke. So when this started coming together, and again, Brooke was one of my first calls to say, hey, I'm talking about this Rev Boost Collective thing. And here's what I'm putting my head around. And here's what I'm thinking. And then Conrad, you were involved in that pretty early too, because we said, hey, let's talk about it. So it really all came together. So Brooke and the Venturi team, it's common sense for us, right? Brooke knows the business well. There's aspects of the business that Brooke knows or knew that I didn't, right? So as him and I continue to collaborate, it's been awesome. And then as one of the other guys that I started to talk about RevBoost Collective was Adam, right? Before he was ever even, it was even a thought about him coming over with us. 
I started talking to him about it because again, he's the forward looking guy that's always out working on things. So I started to bring it to him and, Hey, what do you think? What do you think the market's going to say? And none of us knew what was going to happen six or eight weeks later, but now we take it and we say, here we are 10 with Vintory to launch in three markets. And we want to grow 10 in these markets, but then we start to shift Adam over. And then Adam says, Hey, I'm going to take RevBoost Collective. And we tie right into the Venturi partnership. And now we're talking to all of the Venturi clients. Yeah. And I'll, so I'll jump in there real quick, Conrad, and just mention on the sales side of things, because Scott just said, I'm the one that's talking with these Venturi clients. I've had the opportunity to be on mastermind calls and I've had the opportunity to talk with Venturi clients. I probably one a day for, I don't know, the past six weeks, at least sometimes multiple. And it's fantastic. The discussions are amazing. They are engaged, they're eager to grow, they're eager to learn about the industry. They see the value that TAN is bringing, one on the inventory side, but two on the marketing side. They see how the two worlds come together with RevBoost and with Venturi. So the discussions have been fantastic and they're moving very quickly. I've sold to VRMs in the space for, I don't know, 10 plus years. Breezeway, Point Central, and Habit IQ. This is by far the fastest pace that I've seen of any sort of sales. Now, this, from my perspective, it's not true sales in the sense that I'm trying to offer a value and I'm trying to create a community and create partnerships where everybody's winning. But at the same time, the pace that I'm seeing with the adoption and the understanding, because this is a new business model and new business models take time. You've got to educate the market on A, what the new model is and B, what that value is. But this is happening very quickly. And in a 20 or 30 minute discussion, these Venturi clients are picking up on, on it and moving very fast to the next step. I'd guess we're probably working with a dozen Venturi clients at this point on some level, either we're starting to share inventory or we're starting marketing plans, but the pace is happening very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Brooke, could we a little bit on your side, what's your impression of how this has gone? You did the model, you live the model, and now you've had the chance to let people who have partnered with Venturi get a sense of it. How, what's your assessment so far from things? Yeah. Well, first off, I, just, I want to make it real clear. Like I get... I don't get anything from this. There's no, it's not like Scott's giving me hundred dollar bills under the table for every inventory partner I send over their way. There's no reciprocal agreement like that at all. This is 100% because I know it works. And our goal again, for inventory is very simply, it's one thing, help our partners grow their inventory. That's it. And I know that this is a tool that can help accelerate that. Again, it's the jet fuel analogy. And if we can do that, if we can make this available for our partners, and give them a little extra boost and get that response rate on the direct mail or the marketing campaigns. If you get a nice little lift, it makes a huge difference. And you're offering something to them that nobody else is offering. So again, I've seen it work firsthand. I get nothing from this other than the satisfaction of really just helping our partners do what we're supposed to be doing. That's helping grow their inventory. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, the more ammo, the more fuel that partner has in order to acquire inventory, the better results. That's something that I've seen with my experience. The more plays you can run, right? To do a football analogy, usually you can do a little bit better. Yeah, that's good feedback. Scott, can you continue your, I guess like you're, you were on the thread there of value, the value of Tandem Red Boost Collective and how those things connect once you have this tool in your tool belt or whatever analogy you want to draw, how do those things then, how do you put them in action? How could you get results from them in the same way that Brooke did years ago with his process? Yeah, yes. And it's funny because I do want to go back and reflect on what Brooke just said because he's spot on, right? We're a Venturi client just like the rest of these folks are, right? So this is community and Brooke and his desire to grow the community and grow the companies within his community is second to none, right? Brooke is the great, Brooke will sit you down in a room and just happen to have three other people 
that he knows are well connected and he knows there's going to be a great connection there though. So it's just been, it's been incredible with Brooke. So there's no money going back and forth. It sounds like we did a commercial for him and several others in the last episode. We're not sponsored by anyone. Brooke isn't saying, Hey, go out and plug and say these things. So I think that's a fundamental part of this is we're just in this for growth, right? We're working with Brooke and the Vintory clients for growth. I'm a Vintory client because of his proven growth, right? We're growing under the Vintory model, right? So this isn't some partnership where Brooke and I are in the back counting a bunch of money. This is, we're here for growth. That is what this is all about. RevBoost Collective is about our growth. I knew where to go to get the growth. And now I'm surrounded by all the right people. Like Adam's saying, you take a group and we reach out and you've got a guy like Brooke in the middle saying, I'm here to help you grow. And we push that out into the community. That's why we're here. This rubber meets the road. It's been proven. It's been proven by the guy that runs Vintory. And now we all get to work together. And again, I would assume Brooke looks at it and says, Hey, I built this in 2008 and here we are now. So simple for us. And we're really looking for great partnerships in and around the VRM community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like Tiger Woods coming back and playing this week. He peaked in 08, but he can still play today. <laughs> Greatness never dies. That's my takeaway there. But Brooke, let me go back to you. So the under, let me, we have a good understanding of the value. Like you can leverage TAN if you're a Venturi partner to offer, make these offers and make your direct mail more compelling and convert more people. And like we said a few minutes ago, they're getting more and more people reaching out to them. So making your offer stand out, Adam said that a few seconds ago, making your offer stand out is critical. This is a key piece of that. But what's the, what's the main value as you see? How does it connect people together? What's the piece that the VRM partner on the Venturi side can use? And how does that connect people together? Yeah, well, the, if you think about it, it's, for me, it's the ability to go out there and reach out to homeowners and then they respond and then they're signing up. And one of two things is going to happen. They're either going to sign up for the TAN guaranteed program, or they may choose not to, but that's okay too. You know what I mean? From their perspective, not all homeowners are going to be a perfect fit. So if it's not a perfect fit, then you can obviously talk about the benefits of your traditional nightly or rental program as well. Because that's the hardest thing to do is like to open that door and get that person to actually reach out to you. Once once they've done that, then it's like everything goes a little bit smoother after that. Is that a fair way for people to think about it who haven't had this model before? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so okay. Conrad, I do think that's a really important distinction. I talk about this with the Venturi clients all the time because that is where the Venturi system really takes the power. When you start to think about the differentiating with the guaranteed rent, that's just an idea, right? We're just seeding the market with an idea. The action comes because of that. Now this is a differentiator that the homeowners are picking up the phone or sending an email. And that's when the Venturi system really kicks into action because now you take that opportunity and just like Brooke was saying, if they fit with TAN, it's a real easy process. Hey, Adam, here's a link to this property. Is this a good fit? Let's move forward and we start marching down, down that path. If it's not a good fit, it's just a quick pivot. And this is just the pivot that any sort of salesperson, business development person, notification rental company can do. Hey, Mr. Homeowner, it doesn't seem like you're a great fit for our guaranteed rent, but I've got a great property management program that I'd love to talk with you about. Do you have five minutes to talk about it? That's the pivot. That's the whole catch. You get the phone to ring, you pivot into your retail. And if you think about just that quick ratio that Scott has already mentioned, Brooke went zero to 500 in five years, but he also added 100 TAN properties on top of that. So it's really about a five to one ratio. If you think about Ventoria's success on the marketing side, yeah, one might come to us, but as a result, you might get five on the retail side because you've now stood out, you've pivoted into that retail discussion. 
Mm. Yeah. And ultimately getting the phone to ring, getting the conversations to be had. And I think when you're a smaller vacational manager, that's your challenge, right? Is like actually having the conversation and having the chance to talk to someone. Once you get a few wins under your belt, once you get some inventory flowing in, it's like a snowball, right? It rolls down the hill and keeps picking up a little bit of steam and momentum as you go along. And I think that's something that is important too, right? Brooke is like, you know, when you were getting going, making a good offer helps you stand out. And then once you make that good offer and you can have that conversation, it grows from there. I'm sure you've seen that. With yeah. the- no, just, I know when I first launched Vantage in the early days, nobody wants to be your first, your first owner <laughs> in your rental program. And yeah. those first, I think 16 properties were so hard to get. I worked my tail off to get those ones signed up. And then once I think I got to 30 properties, then I think people realize they're like, you know what, maybe this guy isn't going anywhere. Maybe I'll sign up and it was just that flywheel effect and it just accelerated. But yeah, the beginning is very challenging, but we would we, we would put some of the tan properties on our website just to have more inventory there when we first launched because we didn't have any inventory. Nobody wants to be the first person to sign up, even though the calendars were blocked <laughs> all the way. It, it still was another uh, on the website that allowed us to, to look like we weren't a fly by night operation. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, like the size of the company matters. And I think the guest having trust too with the manager is an important thing too. So obviously we're talking like the owner side, but I know a lot on the guest side too and what marketing works. And when you seem to be a very small manager, you don't have a lot of inventory, you have to do something to stand out. Guests do sometimes get worried about scams or getting ripped off or something like that. So having more properties on your website isn't a bad idea by any stretch, I think, from like a conversion standpoint. Look, there's one other um, small note there that was just mentioned, and that's yeah. a full calendar. So if you if one one goal is to have properties on your website to make look make you look like you're established, you know what you're doing, it looks even better when those calendars are full. Yeah, and owner may check that out for sure and look at what's available and what's not. And if you photograph that unit and have it up there, it's another asset. That's how I see it from right. a general guest marketing standpoint or owner and guest marketing standpoint combined. It's an asset. Adam, let me go back to you. So we've talked about community in past episodes. And I think the last thing that we want to touch on was community and how these things do tie together, right? Having a community of, as Venturi calls them, partners, or as we talk about them as clients or whatever term you want to use, right? But you have these people that are all thinking the same way. They're trying to grow their companies. They're in different areas or in different markets in many cases, but they all have the same goals. Could you talk about that for a little bit, like the value that the community brings to each other? Yeah, I'm happy to put a bow tie at the end of this one. As the resident philosopher, I'm always happy to wax poetically. (laughs) And I think that there's actually two levels to this that I want to touch on. I think that there's a number of benefits that we've discussed here when you bring together Travel Advantage Network, RevBoost, and Venturi. But the two underlying ones that, that have brought up again and again, but without really highlighting them specifically, is one, those niche communities. And Scott and I continue to talk about this. We are big believers in niche communities. We believe that these niche communities that are forming today are an integral part of the evolution of the vacation rental industry as we're growing together. Masterminds with Ventori are fantastic. We've talked about Casago and the Community Foundation there. Matt Landau's done a great job. We're trying to build RevBoost in the same way. We're trying to build these communities that can continue to foster stronger relationships, one, from a knowledge base, right, just continuing to improve each other, but two, by building that flywheel where we're all helping each other within that community. And I think there's a huge opportunity for that. And that's one of the great aspects that I see between this, right? The Ventori clients have the opportunity to grow. TAN has the opportunity to add some new units, but our group of uh, our group of partners, right? The ones we've been talking about, Ventori, Casago, Point Central, Breezeway, Extend Team. As we go out and we talk about this, we continue to move their products as well. So we're building that community of partners. So you've got the community of the clients and the vacation rental managers. You've got your community of partners. And then I think looking at it from a second level, you've got the industry as a whole. 
And I think that this is an important time in the industry, probably one of the most important times since 2008. I think that there's economic pressure that is coming down. From what I can gather from talking with people and looking at LinkedIn, I think too much of the industry is trying to stay positive and not focusing on the realism that's coming at us pretty quickly. And I think that's dangerous because there's very short booking windows in the vacation rental space. We're already at the middle or, or end of February. If we don't start getting our heads around this, we can easily find ourselves in April and May where guests are really pushing for discounts and we're in a tough spot. So I do think that now is the time for us to start to think about what the economic pressures mean. And when you look at the category of inventory that we're focused on, it's a huge opportunity to protect an important part of this industry and it's the affordable markets. Families need affordable vacations. The vacation rental industry needs affordable units. There's a number of homeowners out there that have affordable units that need managers. So we see the opportunity of growing professional managers. Venturi does a fantastic job at educating and growing professional managers. We're here to support that. But we're also here to support that lower end affordable market. And as the economic pressure starts to build, I think there's two things that happen. And we touched on this in episode three with our PUP analysis, the per unit profitability. If you are not doing a good analysis per unit, you're going to get surprised by, let's say, that bottom 10% that is breaking even or potentially losing money. As economic pressure grows, if you're surprised by that, then you're probably going to sink your company. And this is what we saw in 2008. Companies went out of business because they were surprised by the changes that came and they came really fast. The other side of that is if you're aware of that bottom 10%, then you're probably going to refocus on the larger, more profitable properties. And while I love that refocus, because I think that's the right place to put your resources, what that's going to do is drop all of those affordable units out of the bottom in this market. The good managers are going to get rid of those affordable units because the margins are too thin and they don't want to spend their resources managing those smaller units. Now, as a result, we've now pushed those homeowners out of the market. We've now pushed guests looking for affordable vacations out of the market. All that's going to do is drop out of the bottom and go back to hotels. So I think it's really important for us to protect this affordable segment. And that's the goal that we have in mind. We want to come in and we reinforce that affordable segment. We want to make them profitable very quickly with guaranteed rent by paying up front. And then we also want to make sure that Venturi clients can hold on to these units. Brooke's done a fantastic job of educating the industry of how valuable each one of these units are. You don't want to let them drop out of the bottom because the margins get too thin. You want to make sure that you can make them profitable and keep them in your inventory because then the overall value of your company continues to grow. So I think that there's a huge opportunity for all of us to come together and protect that affordable segment of the market. Yeah. Yeah. Osbrook, you want to add into that or does that help? Do you think that sums it up well? How do you follow that? Just leave it there, man. It's very hard to follow, Adam. Trust me. I have to try to do it every week now. Yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say. I have to follow this guy every week. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one to no. shut up, right? <laughs> no, all, all good. I think that's well said, Adam. And I think that way that you explain it makes a lot of sense as a way to connect the value and ultimately deliver on what a lot of our managers that we talked to want to deliver, which is an awesome vacation and awesome visit. And I think that's a good way of summing it up. So we'll put a bow on it for this week. Brooke, maybe one or two more things about Venturi before we hop off here. And then Scott, I think we're going to make you do the review plea this week. Brooke, where can people learn more about Venturi if they haven't already learned about it and heard yeah. about it? Venturi.com, but give them some extra, give them some extra stuff. Extra All right. Use. So yeah, Venturi.com, obviously you can follow us on LinkedIn. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and yeah, those are probably the two best places to find us. Or if you want to email me, Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E at Venturi.com. Perfect. And I'll put links in the show notes, by the way, to those different resources. The LinkedIn page is pretty active. And then I'll also put a link into the book. I think people definitely need to check that out. You read that, you're going to get a masterclass, really, in understanding how this stuff works. Scott, bring us home. We need some more reviews. Every week we ask for reviews. 
Uh, what's yeah. your takeaway this week? Anything you want to offer? Anything you guys learned down in Mexico that we could learn from a review standpoint? Or? I learned quite a bit. I don't think we're ready to talk about it yet on this podcast, though. Some of the okay. stuff we learned was a good time. No, listen, a huge appreciation to Brooke, right? And I think it's telling and it's a good moment to say, what are we doing this for? Why are we after the reviews? Why are we doing this? And this is for us. Our why is about building this community. We mean it, right? We're genuine in it. Adam and I are never going to be social media superstars. We're never going to be TikTok stars, right? We're doing this because we love this industry. Brooke almost spit out his water there. We love this industry <laughs> and we do want to be, we do want to be contributors, right? That, that is a genuine thing in this. So we don't have sponsors, right? No, we're not chasing anyone to say, Hey, come give us money to, for us to mention you like Brooke said. Brooke and I don't have a side deal of us mentioning him. I believe that if you're trying to grow your vacation rental company, you should talk with Brooke. Brooke believes in this. That's why we're doing this. So give us a, give us just some feedback because if we can help just a handful of managers grow, I think all of us on this call consider this time well spent. And I think that's important. We're not looking for anything else. We're not sponsored. Everyone that we bring up, we believe in. Brooke is at the top of that list. So throw us a quick, give us a review and find something in here that helps you grow your business. I love that, Scott. Thank you. I think I know we joke about the reviews sometimes, but I think that the truth is that when you do leave a review, here's the way I see it. You're going to let someone else hear this kind of stuff and it's going to help them go faster, grow their company and get better results. And like you said, everybody here is going to feel better and feel like there was a win made, even if it doesn't actually end up as a client directly, people are going to learn from it. So that's phenomenal. Thank you, gentlemen, all for your time. We will catch you next week on the next episode. And thanks again. I appreciate it. Have a great day, everybody.